This is Hello Hello Kobe Camilo Podcast episode 51 with Jane Hackman also known as Old Head Jane. He is a simplified Chinese, the most banana of all the bananas. He's a rapper, businessman, event organizer who founded Raising the Bar RTB and also the record label This Way Up Records who discovered Airleaves. Yes, been a long way. I don't want this. So and yeah. so if you listen to this episode you'll know how Jane Hackman started raising the bar. If you are a big fan of Hello Hello Copy Gumilla, give us a shout out on Instagram and also on youtube.com slash Melofico. Enjoy this episode, ladies and gentlemen. For those that are up gonna come in rappers, don't worry about it. No matter how old you are, you think it's too late. It's never too late to get started on the rap game or music that you've always been procrastinating on. Alright? Hello hello copy with the podcast episode 51 with Jin Hackman I mean all hate Jin um genius at work simplified chinese Tommy Eugene Daddy Jin I think you want to call him man recently turned father to Jaden Smith you know Jaden so yeah show some love brah peace and love It's Hello Hello Kopi Kamilo podcast. Today we have Jin Hackman. What's up? All head Jin. Yeah, nama dah tukar. How are you doing, bro? I'm good, man. How are you? How how's Not life so been treating you in Life is crazy with a when you have a, an infant, when mm-hmm. you have a kid. Yeah. yeah. Um my kid Jaden just turned three months old um mm-hmm. yesterday and it's never the same, you know. It's always it's just we're just getting thrown like curveballs which I'm You know, the moment you you real you, the moment you thought like you figured something out, and then like nope, that's not like you know the same technique doesn't work like twice. <laughs> yeah, in the span so, of three months, bro. Yeah, it's just crazy. You never know what to expect, and uh, but it's 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 tiring, tapi rewarding at the same time, lah. Yeah. yeah well, for fun, those fun. for those listeners who don't know who you are, I mean, how would you describe yourself? I used to rap, and then um, mm. I by chance became an event organizer <laughs> started chance. raising the bar lepas tu um and recently started my own uh record label yeah yeah, yeah. How, uh, do, you, do, you rem- do you remember Act- like hip-hop activists i guess <laughs> yeah i mean you, you're always you've always been part of the movement dude right? yeah 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 do you remember the the first moment that you fell in love with hip-hop was that was that as Ooh. as memorable as uh, there wasn't like A specific moment any like definite you know moment or like but i remember remember being like 13 or 14 like that and um like i guess one of the f- one of the first hip hop artists that i stumbled upon was was Eminem unfortunately i mean <laughs> he's not as good now but uh, back then he was he was popping like yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. he was one of the first guys that broke into the mainstream <laughs> and yeah I, i i i listened to him first and then you know after that i would backtrack um you know check out you know artists that hip hop artists that came before him and mm. yeah and i i think that was the point was uh, 13, where 14. i fell in love with With with, yeah. with hip hop, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So you grew up in Subang as well, right? I grew up in Subang. Yeah. yeah I went to USJ. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you it's, it's not a glamorous there. school, <laughs> like it's not not SMSU. 
So you stayed somewhere in USJ, I guess? I stayed well. um, USJ 14. Okay. Ah, yeah, USJ 8. Lah. I, I don't know what the difference is. Uh, sekolah, nama sekolah tu USJ 8. Yeah. But um, we were staying in USJ uh, 14. Oh, right, right. How yeah. was your childhood like, man? Was it like as typical as the rest of the Subang kids? or Because I feel like... I was a really boring kid, I think. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Um, I played a lot of Counter-Strike <laughs> uh, I mean, I had some friends um, But, you know, most of the time I just Like, kept to myself And um, just stayed at home And, you know Yeah Because, like, like, for the high school kids right now mm. With internet, everything is different, right? I wonder, like, for, uh, for, a, hip, for a hip-hop fan b- back then There was internet back then It's yeah, just, I mean, um, how, how the d- speed was, wasn't <laughs> How were you, like? <laughs> we were on dial-up lah <laughs> Jadi, like, like yeah. you know like lambat skira. Do you like do your research on hip hop? Um, yeah, I did. I mean, like as a matter of fact, like how I got into the scene was through um, this um, forum, Malaysian hip hop forum, forum. Um, called uh, the Basement. Wow. Yeah, masa tu ada forum lagi. You know, people actually took the time to sign up. You know, yeah. pick a, a handle and then you know, um, like comment on stuff and um, yeah, and thebasement.com and it was a Malaysian hip hop forum. Um, a lot of us were on there. Uh, I met a lot of, um, you know, my, my um, the, the guy that I consider my, my mentor, mm-hmm. uh, Words Manifest. Uh, I met him through the forum as well. Right. Um, SSK, um, you know, eventually we would form Rogue Squadron, which was, um, which is the collective. Mm. And yeah, I met them all through um, the basement, you know, Ultimate was on there as well. Wow, and uh, it was <laughs> it was really exciting at that time. Uh, you know, you had a lot of um, sections, which, um, you know, one section where you could just discuss, um, you know, hip hop releases, ke, mm. you know, albums and stuff like that. And then another section where you could actually participate um, yeah. as in you know upload your your um, verses that you had written ke, oh. uh, up, upload songs that you had recorded poorly mm. ke, you know yeah, like, yeah. like stuff like that so it was it was it was kind of fun and that was um, that was that was my first time you know yeah. um, getting exposed to the scene or, or whatever it was back then yeah uh-huh. do, you, do you remember like the, the the moment where you decided on the name Gene Hackman Oh, uh, there was there was like a bit later on, yeah. so I started uh, my first um, rap name was um, <laughs> s- so so corny. It doesn't even make sense. What um, is it? it was provocalist. Wow, shit! It was um, combining like prof- provoke and like vocalist. <laughs> <laughs> I've never brought this up ever, but Whoa. yeah, that, that was it. Yeah, 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 so I ran with that name for a while during the forum days, uh-huh. um, and yeah, yeah, that was my my. F- my introduction to to Malaysian hip hop, right. um, the scene, the local scene at the time, mm. yeah. So and then I attended my first gig, wow. um, which was Chapter Two. This was like um, a performance. This was just performance. I actually perform a song or something as yeah. part of a, a different collective back then, and um, and that was my first time like actually meeting you know people in in um, in person in real life. Oh, yeah. how, how does that feel like? Man? Because like it must be I don't know scary I think because. Yeah, I mean you don't have any. I, like, my first performance was like I was wearing like flip flops and <laughs> I was just when I went on stage. I had my. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> wearing. I wasn't wearing like caps yet, so I had my hair out and like much of. I didn't look the part at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think the crowd for most part were just confused. Like, <laughs> what was this like Chinese boy where, doing on stage? Where was this though? Mm, this was Saloma. Wow. Uh, same row as Zook, I think. Yeah. Um, the the old Zook and um, yeah, but it was. It was it was quite an experience. Um, I think I I 
didn't even I couldn't even pull off like a verse and then you know I choked like halfway and then you know the rest of my crew like came crew. to like you know <laughs> rest, rescue me um, so that was my first show it was a shit show which year was this man? Huh? which year was this oh shit it was a long time uh, maybe 2007 or 2006 yeah wow, it's Prob- like probably if you google obvious. you could find the poster mm. or not this yeah. was you, you were like 17 <laughs> I was like 16, 16 17 shit, yeah. yeah and then like um, after high school you embark on the on the artist journey or do you actually went to college I, if I'm not mistaken you I went, went to college, college right? I went to um, KDU Dulu Lepas to um, yeah I graduated KDU um, and then I pursued my degree um, via uh, Monash Monash yeah cool yeah and then, <laughs> and then I decided to do music full time. <laughs> wow! So my mom just wanted me to get you know all the you know typical parents yeah. uh, just wanted me to get all the the paperwork first mm. and you know, and now it's just there, just yeah. sitting around collecting dust. But but I mean I. I, I had to do what I had to do and yeah. Um, yeah but then I realized my passion was in some place else mm. and yeah and now here we are yeah. <laughs> looking at it now right if for if um, for a musician who just who wants to start out right now mm. do you think a degree or a paper is still oh, like definitely yeah? like you know like education is is um, non-negotiable for mm. me you know and that's what I would tell my kid as well mm. um, you can do whatever you want but like education is so important but whatever you learn through those like four or five years you know pursuing your degree career diploma you could actually use those things and, and apply them to what you want to do later on you know so mm-hmm. I've seen like um uh, musicians young you know might be doing it full time now but because they had you know had some you know <coughs> background you know studying like business and stuff like that yeah. so they were able to apply their knowledge in business mm. to you know to music yeah, you know because yeah, yeah. music like a lot of people get it wrong which um music is not just about making songs mm. you know lepas tu you gotta once the song is done you the have to side of it, yeah, right? you have to plan it out you have to strategize mm. you have to be very very business savvy mm. and that's how you ensure longevity in the scene kalau tak macam Siapa nak bayar bill kau doh yeah, like yeah, you know yeah, saying if you're yeah. just doing it, um, you know, f- for fun and mm. then then it's not gonna it's not gonna last it's not gonna pay off ah. Mm. Uh-uh. Mm. So would you okay? So with with the college degree, w- would that be the contribution behind you having the idea to start raising the bar? No, raising the bar um, happened by chance. Yeah, um, was it I, before college or during college? It was, it was two thousand and ten. It was. 2010. 10, yeah. It was late 2010. Uh, rasa rasa ni dah habis kot. Oh. College, I think that lepas uni semua so tu. The college uh, dah uh, And yeah, it happened by chance. So um, I knew this guy, mm. um, Alda. He, he mm. passed away. Um, but he was, um, he was he was a bassist and he was dabbling in um, in event management. Mm. He was he was organizing like gigs. Um, around town um, mostly like very indie gigs lah. and you know um, they were mostly rock gigs and I knew him because he we performed together a few times he was the bassist um, whenever I needed a bassist and he called me up one day and asked me if I wanted to do um, you know something hip hop related because he had he had a venue. He was managing a venue at the time called Artista Bar. Artista, Artista Bar was that 
Jazz Bar, The Cut, um, Tropicana City Mall. I don't think it's there anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't yeah, been yeah. there in a while. Yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, I had nothing to do. So like, sure, let's do it. Okay. And, and back then, you, you started it straight, straight up. Raising the Boy was the name. Yeah. Wow. I don't know how I landed on the name, but like, I really don't remember how. I, like, a lot of people ask me why Raising the Boy. Like, tak tahu, but like, as we organize more and more shows, the name just made sense, mm. and then you know that was sort of our calling. Much um, okay, since we've picked that name, now we have to raise the bar with every show. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, well, in hindsight, could have picked something a bit more, you know, modest. Much <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> all right, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and so we did one show. Um, that was December tenth, mm. um, twenty ten, yeah. at Artista. And just like everything else I do, I just get thrown into the deep end. We didn't know what we were doing. Just like, just like, okay, let's just pick a few friends, um, you know, and like just put them on the bill, and then let's see how it goes. Let's have some graffiti in the back, yeah. you know, what I'm saying let's have a DJ, yeah. and yeah, and let's see how this pans out. And at that time, Macham, we didn't even have the budget to like to pay the acts, you know. Um, so it was all love. Um, and we weren't even making money in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there was a bit of like percentage from the bar sales, but right. I don't think people were drinking that much. So, <laughs> and so we did that show. Um, for that first our first RTB, we booked. Um, I booked the uh, Sona. Um, before, yeah, he, before he blew 2010. up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. So I, I, I didn't even pay him. Um, Sona, <laughs> and, Sona and Mal. Uh, so um, Sona and Mal used to do a lot of. Um, you know, projects together. Yeah. So they performed, Tagmatic performed. Um, who else did the show? Uh, oh shit, you, you can still look up the flyer. Mm, um, but also this. like, in the first year of running Raising About, we used to have battles as well, rap mm. battles in between. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of fun. Um, and then, yeah, we had like a graffiti um, demonstration, like um, out back. And yeah, that was mm. like, and there was a crowd of like 50 people max yeah and then you know we just because people had so much fun um the response was positive so we decided to just we decided to have another one and then another one and another one and before you know it it's like nine it. years in it is the ninth year right yeah <laughs> Shit, but one it's thing crazy, i realized yeah. i realized about you you are very good at delegating things and you 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 are you're smart in finding people um, who has strength in doing what they do and then give the job to them like you you create I think like you create opportunities for people like okay out of nowhere you can find a designer that no one knows and I think that's you know? what I'm like best at or maybe yeah. maybe that's the I've come to realize that might be the only thing that I'm good at like you, I, you I, see potential I call people. it much um, like it's 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 a puzzle like putting putting the pieces of a puzzle together, you yeah. know, like seeing what fits. Mm. Yeah, so I'm sort of good at that somehow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like curating, uh, like you know, yeah. even when it comes to raising the bus, more much. I think people think it's easy to put together a lineup, um, month in month out. Tapi like it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't as easy, mm. you know, because we had to keep it fresh all the time and we had a very small talent pool to work with. Mm. So what we did was, I think like six shows in we decided hey you know what since we're working with the same motherfuckers anyway so why don't we introduce themes so even though we bring these guys back for another show they're doing different stuff uh, you know what I'm saying so yeah, we had yeah, those yeah. like throwback to the 90s uh, yeah. which 
were more like a karaoke night, you right. know, because you, you were so used to seeing them perform original songs. Like, why not have fun? You know, you perform like your favorite song from the 90s, oh. you know, and you could Which dress, you could, this, you could even dress. 2011, yeah. 2012? Yeah, around yeah. that, 2012, like uh, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. so we had, we had um, cross collaborations um, um, with the poetry spoken word scene mm. um, so we did like a deaf poetry poetry jam kind of thing uh, we did one show with um, the, the stand up comedy scene uh, so that was kind of fun as well so mm. we infused like battles and, and whatnot, like, and mm. um, you know stuff like that and it's always about keeping it fresh I guess yeah yeah. So and yeah like back to your statement which um, yeah it's just like putting things together yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like amongst the ninth year, like which one was the most memorable one for you so far? Throwing the festival. Yeah, yeah 2016, yeah. 17. Uh, right? 20, 2013 we threw a festival. Oh, that was first, the first one. Okay. And like, because we didn't have like we didn't know better and we didn't have enough like sponsors on board. Mm. Uh, we had like one or two. We couldn't raise like enough like funds. And, but we just went ahead anyway yeah. you know we yeah, couldn't yeah, even yeah. cover our costs so we were like ah, don't worry like people are going to buy tickets and then you know we're going to at least break even and it's like that wasn't the case so we fucking lost money from like, on that sh- festival Damn. but it was so fun <laughs> it, was, it was so good it was so good um, that was the one with the Tetari crew reunion yeah, yeah. that was really cool um, and then Three years later, that was 2016, we had the second festival and this time we were a bit more prepared and I assembled a team um, that I could actually rely on mm. and um, yeah, everyone knew their, their roles and you know, we actually, we made a bit of profit the yeah. second festival, yeah. So, so the, the big question is, right, everyone knows Ellis, right, the artist Ellis. Yeah. So question is, did you discover him first? Or do you decide to start the This Way Up records first? I Which one comes first? S- started This Way Up um, first. because of Alice. Oh, wow. Shit. Yeah, I mean, I always had that thought mm. behind my mind, mm. um, at the back of my mind. Um, but Alice was that green light that pushed. I was mm. like, hey, I need to start a label even though I don't know how mm. um, just so I can sign this kit because this kit is just something else yeah and yeah therefore this way out records yeah, yeah. and how I discovered this way out uh, how I, I discovered Alif's was through raising the bar um, so we had an open mic mm-hmm. he was one of the performers for the night he signed yeah. up he his brother signed him up his elder brother signed him up yeah. signed him up and um, he performed and I spoke to him after the show and then after that we just kept in touch. Yeah, yeah. Just so, like that. Yeah. Damn. So in a way this way up too much um to me it's an extension of raising the bar you got. Mm. You know, it's it might not be as um hip hop centric, tapi much um it's still much um, an extension of yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned like you see something in Airlies, right? Yeah. I wonder to this day. I wonder what would be like the the package that you see in him. That like first of all, like his tone uh, dia sedap gila. Tone. Yeah, so For that was lacking in a lot of like um, local rappers that we saw like back back then. Mm. You know, like tone sangat important. And when I was like making music, I wasn't aware of all that. I was right. like, yeah, as long as like. 
you know the lyrics are good uh, like we, um, are, are clever you know that's all that's all it needs to be you know mm. like fuck everything else yeah. but then after that I realized much I'm okay if your voice is good if your tone is, is good it sits well with the the beat and then that's going to make me want to listen to it more that's going to make even the the non hip hop fan want to listen to it you know what i'm saying because yeah, yeah. at the end of the day it's music music is music it it transcends um it's beyond genres yeah mm. so, so the tone was the first when you thing. say tone was it like the melodic side of things because he's he has the and melodies as yeah. well because he's he's not just your Typical like rapper who only raps because he he sings. he sings as well from back in the day. Even back then, yeah. he was dabbling lah, macam you know he wasn't confident about mm. it. But then now he sings more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's getting better at p- pulling it off live as well. Yeah, because like performing and recording like you know two different beasts. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that that was what I saw in him, and. But I think most importantly, I feel like every artist needs to have a story, you know. Um, any story was how he was coping with how he looked, you know. Mm. He looked different from everyone else, and and like m- even before that open mic, yeah. he used to come to RTV all the time, right. and he would be in the front row. Uh. I would see him, but I was like, oh, this kid's smangat, yeah. You know, but yeah, I didn't yeah. know he made music. I didn't know yeah. he made his own beats. Uh, he produces as well. Yeah. So much, um, I was like, smangat, yeah, and yeah. yeah, and I feel like every artist needs to find their first their their niche, and then second their you know if there's a s- story to go to package together with your music, that's mm. even better. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Because it's, it's really beyond music. Mm-hmm. You know, these days, when you, um, yeah. you need, like... It's the, it's you, the X factor, You need right? a strong team first. Okay. You need a well-defined image. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like, I think people think it's just easy. When you, um, you just upload a song to Spotify, SoundCloud, and then it blows up overnight. It's not, it's not the it's case. Not the you case know? Usually, yeah. like, a lot people who have achieved, you know, that kind of success ha- have been... Busting their asses off for like yeah. years before the breakthrough. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. Unless yeah. you're that yodeling kid or you know <laughs> some viral sensation, then you know. Yeah, yeah. And then again, with all the viral sensations, um, they have the pre-production going on. A lot, of, a lot of times they planned. You know, that's true. Right? They know uh-huh. like whoever it is that came up with it knows that something's going to blow up and then let's create something that yeah you gotta have an eye for it uh. yeah uh, so like sometimes much I see all this like viral videos and I'm like are these like you know like orchestrated or mm. are they actually organic you know yeah, yeah. because sometimes they serve um, sometimes they help like you know artists because the songs were just like featured in the in, in the videos and then mm. they help like you know Artists like blow up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, could it be the the labels, you know, having a hand in this on Chiam Hey, you know, like mm. putting this together? It could be. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, with Ellis, right? Mm. Um, that moment you you mentioned that you kept in touch with him and you wanted to sign him and mm. stuff. W- did did like a beat beating war happen? Not really. No, no, no. one no one wanted to I sign him. I kept him to myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I kept him in the basement. Not really, lah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, because at that point he was still very raw mm. um, and unpolished. Mm-hmm. Um, there was definitely potential. There was um, you know massive potential, 
but it's just you know directing is directing that into it's just turning him into an artist lah mm. you know you have talent like how do I take that and you know make it into like something more wholesome yeah 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 it's that uh-huh. yeah so because like um, usually when when someone pops up right mm. there's going to be a bunch of people who's tried trying to sign but them yeah, yeah but, but like Alex didn't really have didn't really have like a viral hit or mm. whatever at that point and you know with most major labels much um they're all about these days they're all about you know work signing like the one that has this young da macham the other following mm. you know yeah yeah and that's why you see them like always working with um influencers turned singers mm. you know because it's easy once you have the crowd once you have the numbers and then kubo apa apa pemuli you know yeah. there's already like the the attention would that yeah. would that be the secret sauce to actually making it as an artist or these days like if you think about it like if someone uh, like a musician who mm-hmm. just get getting started would you say that getting attention is number one and then focus on your craft later on. I would suggest like focusing on your craft first. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, much I mean this day and age, content is king. Ah. Mm. So I'd rather you put out a string of singles over, let's say, two years, really strong singles to just, you know, get that bus going and like keep that bus going, than you just cooped up in your studio looking for the perfect song mm. you know what I'm saying yeah because it's it's you know you're an artist you're naturally gonna gonna evolve so yeah I look at songs projects as time capsules like what you put out like last year might not necessarily be what you put out this year mm. so it made sense at that time because that was where you were at Yeah. You know, much um creatively, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. So like, I think a lot of people much um they end up hoarding their material. They don't put it. They, they don't. They don't want to push it out because like oh it's not good enough or like I'm waiting for the next song. You know, waiting for the next spark to hit. Um, but I think content is so important. Whether mm. it's songs or even just like social media. You know, just yeah. Because mm. like if you have fans and your fans would want to know what's going on with you and stuff like that. Yeah. What what does it take though, like for for a rapper right, at in 2019 right now, right, mm. to actually uh, be discovered by, like actually get your attention, as in Eugene Hackman. Across so much, he would just have to be different. Yeah. Yeah, like the first time you hear him, the first time you see him on stage. It's all like, about the music. Oh, right. Yeah, and yeah. live shows are very important as well. Live shows. And I've come to realize that through raising the bala, because you know you you take a back seat and you're like you're watching like acts on stage. Some mm. are good, some are not, um, and then you realize okay, um, as a promoter, I would want to work with you know, I would want to book this guy. You mm. know, I I could book the other guy. He might have more Spotify, um, you know, Please. listens, plays. Yeah. But you know, he's one of like I might not want to see him on stage because he's boring. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'd rather get like someone else who can really work the crowd. Mm. Yeah. So show, live shows are very important, and I think rappers tend to um, 
underestimate the importance of of putting on a good live show. Sangat penting. I think a lot of rappers, macam in their head, macam yeah, I'm like you know, I got the swag, macam I just pull up with a DJ and then you know, as long as I don't mess up my lyrics, that's a good show. That's not a good show. That's boring. Like people don't pay to see you like not fuck up. You mm. know, people pay to see you put on a good show. People pay. Um, to be entertained, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just because you don't have a band, um, you know, because just and 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 because your your setup is much more simpler than a band, mm. um, that just means you have to work a lot harder. Yeah, true. Because all eyes are on you. Because, because when you're playing in a band, you're a vocalist for a band cover. You have a lot of things going on. Mm. You know, you have the bassist, you have the guitarist, you got the drummer. So much, um, you know, yeah, the spotlight could move yeah. between them. Yeah. But, but if you're a rapper, like that's thirty minutes on just you. Especially, I'm just watching you. Especially if you're uh. a solo act, right? Betul. Because uh. if you think about it, like K Click, like okay, uh. it was a good show. But if uh. you really think about it, uh. there's eight of seven of them on stage. Betul. So they get a break. So at you times. got the energy. Uh. Yeah. Everyone is to punch it and then they can rest Mato. and the next person's ah. verse. But the thing with um But they have the chemistry, so they I have guess, the chemistry that yeah. was so impo- important. Mm. And um yeah, with with groups, um chemistry is very important and practice ah. mm. you really just have to practice because sometimes betrabo mm. like it's messy when you have like eight rappers on stage sharing yeah. like five mics. Yeah. It, it gets there messy. Yeah. You know, yeah. like Everyone just needs to know like what to do mm. at any given point, uh. Uh, and yeah, live shows are so important, and rappers don't see that. Yeah. Are, very few, uh, you know. I think it's the mirror puts on a really good live show. Yeah, man. Yeah. Her so even out of this world, even kalau macam, um, you know, even if people don't know her songs mm. yet, seeing her live, they're won over. So yeah. It's about winning over people Even when you're performing Kalau you're performing Like lagu yang orang tak tahu Lagi susah So yeah. you gotta Work harder To uh, win them over Because yeah. it's a song No one's heard of mm. You know Kalau K-Click macam tu Hari tu People knew the songs yeah. So it's easy right. It's easy Like I don't have to work so hard Like mm. The crowd's gonna sing Regardless mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying Tapi kalau macam If you're on the come up Then that's when you Really 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 Need to put on a good show uh, To impress like Everyone yeah. yeah Not just your Ten homies Yeah <laughs> was like, yeah. And then sure. Cause I was there I sort of witnessed you um, Seeing the potential In Luna Lira yeah, you you were looking at her and then you were you were seeing the potential yeah, and you yeah. were interested in signing her, right? Yeah. And there was this one point, um, uh, welcome, welcome to heartbreak. To heartbreak. Yeah, yeah, welcome to heartbreak. And then that was the moment, the the opening, the key factor that you decided, okay, I'm gonna sign you. What what do you see in that performance, though? What was that it was, trigger? It was like point? A, uh, an accumulation of like things. It wasn't just that performance. Mm. I think I already knew I wanted to work with her, like. Um, before the that performance, right. before that particular performance, um, but I was just seeing her live for the first time. Uh. Oh. Um, I think before that, prior to that, I was already much. Um, we were already, you know, meeting up and you know, having conversations about the possibility, you know, mm-hmm. of, of coming on board and stuff like that, and being um, the second artist signed to the label. Uh. Hmm. And um, it was the songwriting. Yeah, songwriting is so important. Yeah. Yeah, because I um this way up is not um um 
it's it's not you know uh, a major label um, we we're not a pop factory mm. um, we can't hire songwriters to come and write for our artists you know what I'm saying mm. so if you can already write your own songs if you can already much um, tell your stories through your songs you know channel your your like yeah if you can already do that then that's half the battle won and yeah these days it's, it's hard to find songwriters who can also be molded into artists. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why you have a lot of ghostwriters. Yeah. Know? Like ghostwriters too, like, Muka tak leh jual, but they write really good songs. So yeah. they end up writing for like pop artists. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, but I think like Nadira knew how to present herself as well. Right. And she had something going on. Uh, mm. And um, she had, um, Fine Stuck With You wasn't out yet, but she had uh, Forever is Not Our Thing. And I think um, Start With You is the one that hit a million recently yeah, yeah, yeah wow yeah. congrats but with, thanks man <laughs> but with Forever it's not our thing even though it, it didn't sound as polished mm. but you know people were just you know saving the song to their playlist and stuff like that mm. and you know people kept going back to the song because of the lyrics because of the words mm. you can you relate know? to it right yeah Yeah. so I would say much, um, Nadira is their, the lyrics the words and Alif you know the melodies, the hooks, mm. yeah. and then and then after that, like the the rest of the acts is just mm. like to add a cherry and top of the topping. Sort Betul. of, yeah. yeah. Are you just, are it's you just like done? Are fuck you like yeah. <laughs> people, or you, do you think there's um, still more I think potential? For now, like for this year or for this year, I'm done. Mm. Um, cause I I don't want to jump the gun and you know take on more than I can handle even now it's 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 quite a lot yeah yeah it's just like the artist development part alone which um it's it's it's, it's quite a handful la. Mm. so I think I'm okay for now mm. uh, so we have five for yeah. now yeah so it's like that's good enough yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you realize that with hip-hop right um in in I mean in the states there's like a bit of like a war like you diss someone and you know yeah. this kind of like Friendly wars, yeah. I guess. But why do you think in Malaysia um, we have we don't reach that level? Or so we Cindy kecil sangat, kecil sangat and also Asians mm-hmm. in general it's are just really polite. Okay, <laughs> have you seen much um, like Asian reality TV shows yeah. and compare them to like you know your Real Housewives of Atlanta? Right, right. Ke, you know, bruv, like we are too polite to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would. What we think is the this is like, yeah, because just like friendly banter to yeah. like Americans, <laughs> <laughs> just so nice. Yeah, yeah. And also because it's it's Malaysia's like sangat kashi, and you know, um, most of the scene is concentrated um, mm. in KL. So it's it's really awkward like when you know you you have beef with someone and then you end up going to the same shows. Yeah. And then when you do that thing where you're like. Pretend you know he's there, but pretend not to. You know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. realize. Uh huh. Uh huh. And it was awkward. <laughs> so like bodo gila. I yeah. guess that's the reason why hmm. he doesn't sort of. Betul. And catch I like on. that. Like, much um, I think now everyone's focusing on output more than you know, like trying to get like a few. Um, trying to get traction of mm. like beef or like whatever, mm. so everyone's just focusing um on material putting out songs mm-hmm. and I think that's key yeah 
Okay, so with with <coughs> with up and coming artists or aspiring musicians mm. or aspiring rappers, mm. lyricists or whatsoever, creative in general in in the music scene. Sorry, I'm sick. All right. <coughs> um, at, like, at what age do you think it is too late to pursue? It's never too late. Yeah. Well, what what if uh, let's say a thirty year old who mm. has been a big fan of uh, hip hop, bully, right, and they just malu, you know, like bully. I don't want to go to numbers various and audition, start. you know, <coughs> because like what would people say, you know, what would my friends say, you know, that yeah. kind of thing, and then um, yeah, because there are a lot of fans out there who I I Kendrick s- isn't looking young, Kendrick isn't young. I think he's like my age, good. Yeah, uh, it's like probably in his like early thirties. He's not young, and um, people know him. You know, s- like started taking notice of him um, a few, like maybe five, six years, like back. But he was consistently putting out mixtapes even before that. Yeah. You know, so he was, he was working his ass off for a really long time. Um, so I would say that's that's no like timing is just timing, which um, you just gotta put in the work. And it's never too late to start. It's never too late. I was I booked um, a couple of years ago. I booked this artist, um, this rapper that was signed to um, Stone Throw Records. His name was Homeboy Sandman. He was like, mm, like mid thirties, which I'm too, and he was still so passionate about it, and you know, and about his craft, and you could tell, mm. you know, he was just still doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's not like the most. It's not like a. The most like like a top selling artist couple, but he just did it because he loved doing it. Mm. Yeah, with a sense of artist development, you mentioned just now the mm. the way that you mentioned, like as of this day and age, like with like mentioning the person just now who's like in their thirties who want to start out, right? Is yeah, mixtape important or singles important, or do you need to start performing live, get awareness? What What do you think? Because like let's say someone approach mm. you who wants to be signed, and then mm. they and they don't have anything like, mm. but then you you see potential let's mm. say they can rap or whatsoever mm. what would you do first mm. you know? get, get I awareness would, I would start with I'll start with a single first single. like a really really good single Stella like really strong single yeah and maybe a music video yeah like you know a bit after the single release maybe a music video because it's a visual era these days people want to see how you look mm. you know yeah, yeah. and I mean we've been in with come across songs young we might not like at first but after watching the videos like ah, I love this song now <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. yeah so sometimes the video helps the so, videos like make or break uh, yeah. and yeah I, w- I would do that and maybe do like a few small like shows first maybe even open mics there's no shame in open mics mm. you know? like open mics first and yeah just let that let that sit in good job and then Maybe after like a like a couple of months, just evaluate everything, mm. see the results, and um, plan the next move based on that. Mm. Yeah, with Alif, that's what I did. Um, he already had a song Gualos, which is um, a trap song, and we just um, got it mixed and mastered, it, and mm. then we released it with a music video, and and after that we dropped the EP Bagel, and. The reasoning for that was because everyone was just all the artists, all the labels were just gearing towards singles, mm. you know, dropping, you know, one-off singles, and I was like, why not do something different, you know? Um, this is Alif's, this is you know, 
she's like 18 what kind of statement how crazy of a statement would that make if he dropped his first EP at that age when I'm like five songs yeah. you know when everyone else is just dropping like singles yeah right, so we did that and he he finished that um he got that EP done in like two or three weeks with, with Fox mm. who produced it and yeah that, that, was, that was crazy yeah we wanted to prove a point I think at mm. that time <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and it was also like a like an eye-opening experience for Alifs because working with Fox it was just um, building up songs from scratch from like zero mm. out of nothing yeah okay mm. let's see like artists like Fox and people like Sonawan mm. and all these producers who has like skills right mm. um, producing skills why do you th- why do you think uh, stopping them from making it big in like the states like in, in a because you know, the states it's very competitive yeah yeah, or maybe like the whole world so competitive. Like if you think, if you look at K-pop, or maybe if you look at I don't know that guy, the Ijima, what was it Keith Ape? Keith Ape, yeah, yeah or yeah. Eight Rising, or yeah. for example. And you see the pattern, kind. Mm. It's just it's not about it's not about um, adapting to the American sound or you know being overtly American. Mm. It's about just doing your own thing, yeah. and if there's enough buzz, you know where you live. Eventually, it'll, it'll, there will be buzz in the states. Mm. You know, much um, for example, um, Blackpink um perform. They were the first like Korean act to to play Coachella. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago. Mm. It's massive. It's crazy, and um, majority of their songs are in Korean, with the exception of a few English words. Ah, yeah. Um, but most of their songs are in Korean, like ninety percent Korean. Yeah. You know, um. And you compare that to to CL, um, who's from K-pop group, also like a mega K-pop mm. group. Twenty One um, was embarking on a solo career, tried to break into the states with English songs, um, did like you know collaborations with Diplo and um, Lepas to even Method Man had a song on, like with, with Method Man was from Wu Tang, mm. and you know but she she never could penetrate right. into yeah. the market yeah. not as well like, but like with Blackpink it was just bam like, okay maybe they had that song with Dua Lipa uh-huh. but I don't think that song is that huge yeah. um, they already had like, a worldwide mm-hmm. presence mm-hmm. it was that strong yeah. so much um, if, if the buzz if the hype is so strong like so, sooner or later people will, will take notice mm. you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. but then, it's just like that yeah uh, do you think Malaysia will ever get there, or do we have to take the 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 route that Yuna took? Actually, go there, be, base yourself there, connect. Could work either way. Yeah. yeah sometimes it's just time. Sometimes it's timing luck. Yeah, I think it's yeah. just it's about time. You know Betul. what I mean? Like yeah. Indonesia already had their moment, and if Betul. there's MTV Europe thing, and yeah, KL yeah. is just not there yet. But I huh. think it's gonna. I think our next export. Um, would be Alex CBH. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Alex, yeah. like musical, big, like musical export lah. He's already on that path. Yeah. Um, but even he, like you know, just Spotify, SoundCloud, just doing his thing, you know, and he was already hitting like millions of like plays even mm. before any management, music videos. Yeah, no one knew his face. He was just like killing it with the streams. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's that. Yeah, it's it's fair game sekarang. If you think about it, like mm. dulu dulu macam, you know. 
unless you were signed with a major label, like you weren't gonna get access to all the perks, yeah. studio time, or mm -hmm. you know, music videos. You can't do music videos. Um, you can't even get your songs on radio. Get your songs out. But now with like Spotify, iTunes, what's um, anyone could do it with like a press of a button. Yeah, yeah. It's just timing lot and if the songs are really really good they will travel on their own yeah you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah they will travel on their own like for for real like mm. yeah there's no amount of like um there's no amount of planning and like marketing can save a song that's like so so you know but if a song's really good then you know it will just do well on its own mm. I believe la. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes you also need that extra nudge la, which, um, you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> strategizing is so important because yeah. like I don't know uh, what is that song the one that went phenomenal a few years back like Korean guy who's dancing you know, Shy. Yeah, yeah 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 if you think about that that doesn't make sense right <laughs> if you listen to the song that's mad yeah. Yeah. I think like, I was reading a, I was watching a Sco Scooter Braun like interview uh. and he was the one that I think signed. Oh um, shit! Say. Yeah, and yeah, oh. and that was weird for him because Kudabran can do manage Justin Bieber, mm. Ariana Grande, and for him to fly, like um, Sai over and you know have this conversation with him and end up like signing him. No, I think it was a sense. single deal, if I'm not mistaken. So but basically, that song, that song Meletuk, they got Korea, and he signed for distribution or like promo like oh, for the states yeah, yeah it was really I'm out if I'm not mistaken just Bieber posted it or something right uh, song was really out yeah. so that means it's all part of the marketing thing uh. it wasn't like a natural phenomenon right right but it was also it was very disruptive like usually like K-pop artists were like chanty, you know <laughs> and this was like an overweight guy <laughs> yeah. doing some weird horse dance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but then the the views though, it reached billions, bro. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Like Scooter Braun got three of the biggest acts so far, I guess. Right. And he's even saying. I know Scooter Braun's like first like signee was um Asher Roth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I Love College yeah, yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. That was his like stepping stone <laughs> he found success with that and like uh -huh. kept it going yeah. yeah not so much competing with the next guy but like competing with yourself and try to outdo your last mm. product you know right. whatever it may be song ke film ke you mm. know yeah it's important to start sangat penting yeah. start somewhere right mm. yeah. I, I think sometimes it's easy to get caught up in like oh like you know like and, and, and compete with you know your peers mm. But you know nowadays, like, yeah, it's such a small scene, and I think everyone wants to see everyone else win. Mm. You know, yeah, yeah like right. one guy winning means the whole scene win Grow, wins. Goes yeah. well, right? But though, yeah. yeah. If you could um, have a cup of coffee with any dead rapper <coughs> from the past, who would it be, oh and what kind of God. conversation would you have with them? I would have a cup of coffee with. I think with Mac Miller, right? Mac Miller. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Shit, that's a recent passing. Yeah. I feel like. That's one of the. That's one of the passings, like you know, that really affected me. Even though I wasn't like. I wouldn't say I was like. 
a day one fan or whatever. I mm. just, you know, caught on to his music. Yeah. But then, macam, for someone that young and so talented, and it's just seeing, like, a day after his passing, macam, you know, everyone was just showing love, you know, mm. from, like, all that, like, you know, from, from rappers to singers to, you know, actors, you know, just pouring their love, like, on Instagram. And it was, like, just seeing how he... Affected, you know, mm. so many people in such a brief time, you know, and just yeah, and he just seems really really cool to like to to chill with. Yeah, what, what kind of, what kind of conversation will you have with him? You think? Oh man, I just wanted to see what songs he was gonna release, oh. um, what songs he had up his sleeves, what projects, because his last album was amazing. You know, he had like. A very organic, very bandish kind of sound, mm. and I felt like his career projection was, you know, mm. I mean, I felt like he was going somewhere with it. Yeah, yeah. he's one of those. I, 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 I love watching artists that, you know, keep growing, right. stylistically, creatively, you know, as people. Um, yeah, and that's why I love Kanye so much. Um, yeah, and I think he was growing into. He's, he's, he's growing to become one of those artists, mm. you know, like always pushing the boundary and yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. If you could go back in time, right, bro, and give like uh, one piece of advice to your 20-year-old self, what would it be, man? Like like in the beginning of everything, before you started raising a bar, before you... I would have got... I would tell my 20-year-old self to um, manage my finances a lot like manage my fa- finances proper mm. yeah because that is so important yeah because like that first like Sorry, yeah yeah because that first few years mm. I, was, I didn't know what I was doing I was just like yeah let's just make songs because it's fun you know finances but I like, don't care about anything else yeah like the money coming in or your savings going out and coming in right. everything savings is like so important right you need that sorted first mm. and then you can do everything else yeah, because back to what I was saying, kalau kalau tak macam, you know, if you can't even cover your rent, your lights, you know, then what the fuck are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. It's like that's so important. And but also, I would tell myself, my twenty-year-old self, to. I mean, I just wish like I knew the stuff I know now like back then when I was like 20 years old you know what I'm saying I wish I was a bit more um, business savvy Mm. yeah I think that's the thing like a bit more business savvy I I, I wish I was a bit more calculated in my moves you know what I was doing and and stuff like that yeah okay and like probably I would have hold down like a job for a bit longer yeah why why so yeah because I did like just a couple of stints here and there but I didn't really hold down a job for long but but just you know having a a daytime job a full time job just teaches you discipline and structure Mm. and that was something that I had to learn on my own the hard way because when you have when you're doing music full time or like whatever it is you know your passion you're pursuing your passion you have 24 hours and if you don't know how to break it into into mm. nuggets of like you know productive like hours yeah then it's gonna be a problem yeah. you end up just not doing anything and then you get restless like the fuck am I doing you know what I'm saying yeah mm. but like just and that's why you know going to college is so important as well structure right. you know like 
just teaches you discipline lah. Uh-huh. Like if I can go through college, if I can finish that, if I can, you know, um, put myself through working like nine to f- nine to six or whatever, then I will probably be able to see all my creative projects, you know, to, to completion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. you'll be a half-assed dude. Mm-hmm. You're just half-assing everything. Ah, which I'm like, what's it? It's like fuck this lah. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm just a creative dude. I like don't care about shit. You know, yeah. I just need to be in my zone. But no, like, I mean, it's good for you to sometimes being your zone in your creative space. But kadang-kadang, when shit needs to get done, it just needs to get done there and then. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't wait for that spark to hit. You just gotta do now. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. About, yeah. Yeah, I mean the the system and the structures yeah. are all there for a reason, Betul. right? But yeah, yeah. yeah, I would tell my twenty year old self to get like a job and like stick with it a bit longer yeah. <laughs> before doing music like full time. Because yeah. I just like, yeah, because it's damn hard. It's fucking hard. Yeah. yeah. Even now, also I'm like, you know, sometimes I'm struggling a little bit here and there, but I'm just a lot smarter with my choices and mm-hmm. like yeah. the moves that I make. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. What would be the one quality trait that you wish you had <laughs> as a person? I wish I could. Um, I wish I was better at keeping in touch with friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's real shit. I was just thinking about it, cause like, I don't know. I'm just really bad at keeping in touch. Yeah. You know, I'm just not the kind of person who would reach out. And then like, I mean, I would be, you know, good friends with with someone for 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 a few years, and then, like. After a while, we just grow apart, you know. Mm, I guess you have and your own I, I thing natural, to do. Uh, mm, right? betul, but I wish I was. Your own I wish I reached out a bit right. more la. for the aspiring creative person. What would you say to them for them to actually have the push and motivation to get started, man? Because everyone is just giving excuses that I'm not good enough, that I'm, I'm not qualified enough. There's a lot of other people better than me. I don't have the talent. Don't make excuses. Yeah. Don't fucking make excuses. Yeah, like put in the work. Yeah. Like stop spending time, so much time making excuses, and stop blaming people mm. for your lack of success. You know, like stop, like stop doing that. Like, stop being frustrated just because your last video, you know, didn't do as well as you thought it was gonna do. You know, stop being blaming the fans for like. Stop blaming people for not getting your music. Make them get your music. You know, because mm. if you. If you're really passionate about your craft, if you really develop your craft to a level that's like out of this world, like sooner or later, like people people are gonna catch on. People are gonna notice. It's just yeah. timing, you know. But people give up too easily. It was like, yeah. oh, like put out a song and then like ah, tak orang dengar tak pula. Yeah, like like back then people used to like hustle a lot more. Mm. You know, like I've heard stories of. Like rappers um, selling mixtapes out of the trunk of their cars. Ikal Mosh, yeah. Yeah, even Ikal Mosh is yeah. a great example. Yeah, man. Macam gila, like in, like grindier gila wapi. He's yeah. so independent. He's the definition of independent to me. Mm. Macam just no middleman. He's just hundred percent him. Yeah. Mm, that's like, yeah, like K-pop is the new punk. Yeah. Like in in terms of like hustle. the DIYness yeah. and the hustle, if you think about it, yeah, yeah, yeah. in terms of much um, you know, just doing whatever the fuck they want to do, yeah. you know, and, and rappers the are the new rock stars. <laughs> yeah, it is right now. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, stop making excuses. Just 
just do it. Like stop talking so much. Just just do. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Stop mm-hmm. telling people like you you have like the album of the year coming in three years. Like f- fucking just just get it done first. <laughs> and then we'll see. Yeah. You know what I'm let 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 your work do the talking, right? Betul. And yeah. like back to what I was saying um before, mm. content is key, uh, output. Consistency is key. Consistency is so important. A lot of people like that. Mm. You know, drop um drop something in January and then they go quiet for the rest of the year. You know, people are gonna forget you. Yeah. And even if people like you for that one song, after that they're like they're gonna jump on jump to the next guy because like ah, my money like but not like quiet uh, so I'm just gonna stream one song uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and yeah, and know your audience. Yeah, that's what I didn't cover previously. Know your audience. To penting. Who are you what are your demographics? Who are you making your songs for? You know? And that's how you're able to strategize your moves. Yeah, because you're just barking up the wrong tree. Mm. It's so important, like knowing your audience, right? Who are you performing? Who are you making music for? Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. that's uh, probably the gem, and that's probably the biggest huh. take take yeah. away from this, right? Betul, like, yeah. who are you? Yeah, like you need to know, need to know that. Uh, yeah, right. in order to slowly build your fan base, ah. Mm. Yeah. So if you think yeah. about it, your fan base actually makes up your who you are as an artist, right? Without your fans, you need your fans, yeah. Otherwise, it's just the fifteen of your fifteen homies <laughs> at your every show, same faces, yeah, same faces, and you're not gonna go anywhere with that. Yeah. I mean, you get jaded somehow. Uh, but to each his own, lah. Like, there are some artists, mm. some musicians that just do it, you right. know, to to feed that inner what do you call that. It's more like a self-serving, All you right. know, thing. So they don't care if they don't have, you know, 100k streams a month on Spotify. They don't mm-hmm. care. But they're just doing it, you know, uh, as an outlet to express themselves. Then it's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to make it as an artist and um, turn it into a sustainable career, then you need to have some sort of plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't this um, one quote that has stuck with me is I think it was I forgot who he was I think it was KRS-1 was like one of this like OG rappers he said um, you can't freestyle your career yeah so that really stuck with me yeah? mm-hmm. you, you, you can't yeah you can't just take it you know as you go and you know yeah I mean the more preparation the more planning there is to it um the less likely you f- will fuck up like yeah, yeah. yeah the story. higher chance of like success mm-hmm. yeah. yeah you gotta yeah. do the work yeah. before and after pre-production right mm, planning. Yeah. Yeah. planning is so important yeah Cool, man. Like, hey, man. Who do you suggest to be featured next on this podcast, man? That you, think, <laughs> that you think would have a great story to tell, and you, that you would you, you don't mind listening to. I mean, realistically, oh. like, I wouldn't want. I, I wouldn't be able to go out of the way to get Kendrick yet. Aku rasa, I think Aman Ra maybe. Aman Ra, yeah, yeah. yeah Aman Ra. Yes, some um, his really interesting views on. Mm. On things, cool man. Um, we've had this. Um, we used to, we we toured in 2015 before the festival. I had this like five six hour car ride from JV to KL. 
uh, with him in it and fuck he could talk yeah. and must took it up and that gila we're just like like you know like zoning out and he, he just kept going and um yeah he knows this shit Yeah. And yeah. If you think about it, all these artists <coughs> who has been hustling since 2013, 14, 15, only recently they started popping, right? Yeah. And another advice. Yeah. Um, stick to a, if especially if you're a rapper, stick to a language language that you're comfortable with. Right. Mm. If you notice, Aman or I mean, obviously it's a numbers game also. Uh huh. You know Malaysia. You know majority mm. Malays speaking Malay. Mm. Aman Ra was making. You know, songs in English for like the longest oh, time. Oh, okay. He was like craft before that. He had an album out and all that. He had singles. Oh, I, I didn't know all this. Mm, he did that switch. Is it still out there? To Malay, other probably. Okay. Probably got lah. Okay. Then he made that switch right. from English to BM, and the first song was the Pantun Shatus Kerat. That was that was the that was the start of it all. Mm. And then if if you're looking at at numbers, obviously, kalau kau buat macam You know, music for English listeners. The urban market is so small. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Unless you're targeting the states, uh, unless you can penetrate yeah. that big. Tapi susah. Uh-uh. But you can. Yeah. Um. But then you have to just work a lot harder, lah. Mm. Mm. But as opposed to doing songs in 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 BM, you know, in Malay, then you have a wider mm. possibilities. You know, audience. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you can tap into. Mm-hmm. Uh, more 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 outlets more opportunities lah I mean yeah, man. Yeah, if you could lah uh-huh. no one's forcing you to do it yeah, 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 you yeah. can still yeah at the end of the day like when it's all said and done how yeah. do you want people to remember Jin as like the dad the father of oh, Lil, Lil Jaden is it, is it gonna be his <laughs> rap name Lil Jaden no he's not gonna be a rapper man <laughs> fuck that uh, <laughs> how do you want the world to remember you as man uh I guess I guess I want to be known for I mean not so much as a rapper. I don't think I had enough output to consider myself like an established rapper rapper. I was like okay, you know, I was rapper like once upon a time, but that was it. But I want to be known for works that I've done, you know, through raising the bar as well as this way out records, putting on shows, putting on You know, young, mm. undiscovered artists and yeah. stuff like that. I think I've, I think that's my passion. Uh, like putting on, putting on talents. Yeah, uh, scouting. I mean, scouting A&R work. Yeah, route of Scooter Braun, I guess. Ah, much of that. I realized that while doing raising the bala. Mm. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I want to be known for my works through. Raising the bar and this way up, yeah, cool, and the artists bro. that are associated with with them. Wow, yeah. right, man. Yeah, thank you so much for being part of the podcast, bro. Thank you. Appreciate it. This yeah. is like one of the moments where <laughs> the document and our kids who watch in 20 years time. Bro, <laughs> didn't watch this I'll someday. be like 52. two. Jaden will see this and oh, like, oh, this, this is what I should do. <laughs> 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 yeah, thank you for having me, man. Yeah, right, awesome. Yeah, Selamat cool. berpuasa. <laughs> I didn't drink this. Hello, Kopi Kamilo podcast. Hello, hello, Kopi Kamilo. Hello, hello, Milo. That was a long <laughs> 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 shot. <laughs>
You should put that in. Thanks, dude. You watch the Nadwami interview? Yeah, do. He's amazing. Yeah, he has been consistent. Even got Kurt Cobain, you know. 